Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Black in Science. Before we dive in, there are a few disclaimers I'd like to make. So first things first, these episodes are recorded virtually from the comfort of our own homes, so you may hear some ambient noises like a dog barking in the background or a train going by, and these are all uncontrollable factors of the environments we live in. So please try your best to do what I do and just tune them out. Secondly, these interviews are recorded utilizing modern day technology, which can have the occasional glitch. So you may hear some lag either in my responses or that of the guests I'm talking to, but I promise you they do not take away from the overall story being shared. So without further ado, let's get it started. In today's episode, I spoke with future Dr. Caprice Phillips, who is currently a fourth-year PhD candidate in the Department of Astronomy at The Ohio State University. Throughout the episode, Caprice discusses her childhood while growing up in Hot Springs, Arkansas, her time as an undergrad at the University of Arkansas, and her grad school experiences at two different institutions. You guys, I had such a fun time talking with Caprice. She's got such a genuine nature and was very open and honest about her educational journey so far. I know you're all going to enjoy listening. So with that being said, let's get into it. All right, so welcome to Black in Science, future Dr. Phillips. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. So to start things off, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us your name, where you're currently located, and where you grew up. Okay, yes. So, hi. Thanks for having me. It's really fun. Um, So my name's, um, you know, Caprice Phillips, and right now I'm a fourth year. Sorry. I'm a fourth year PhD candidate um, at the Ohio State um, University in Columbus, Ohio. Um, The Ohio State. Um, gotta say the the. <laughs> so um, I originally am from Arkansas, from the south. Um, and so I'm originally from Hot Springs, uh, Arkansas, which is known for like its natural geothermal springs and tourism and, and, and different stuff. And it has a national park too. So, I, oh yeah, I forgot to mention my pronouns are she, her, and hers. So. Perfect. Okay, first of all, I'm very embarrassed to admit that I did not know Arkansas was considered the South until like a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is. Some people say it's not in the South. I'm like, it, it's the South. <laughs> it acts like the South, so I would say yeah. it's the South. It wasn't until I talked to somebody from Arkansas and she's like, "Yeah, I'm in the South." I'm like, "Ooh, are, are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, very, very much so. We right above Louisiana. <laughs> right. yeah right and then I looked at a map and I was like oh my god yeah no they're totally down south <laughs> I'm so I was talking about the south I'm I'm, I'm joining in yeah. dancing <laughs> so how was growing up in hot springs for you um I liked it so um I have two other siblings I'm the youngest of three um siblings and I was uh, mostly raised by my mom as a single parent and so it was it was very interesting growing up like in hot springs because I like like walks and like naturey things as part of the city is like a, a national park. So there'd be like some trails or different things like that. And we would go walking like um, downtown. And so I also kind of grew up and was really close to my grandparents who lived in Hope, Arkansas. And so we would take trips there. I would spend like a lot of the summers there or I would spend like we'd go there for the holidays, Christmas and 
um, different things like that. Uh, we being really close to my grandparents is was a high. I think one of the highlights of my childhood and everything, which is. I don't know. I really liked it. I liked the close proximity to family and different things. Like recently I went back with friends to like go back and like visit to see my mom and hot springs and everything and like be a tourist in my own town I grew up in. And so that was a lot of fun, like being an adult and like seeing it from that side, like the touristy side of the town. So it was nice. I liked it. <laughs> Good. And did you enjoy a lot of the nature activities? Like were you an outdoorsy kid considering the kind of environment that you lived in? Yeah, so um, so it was like a it's like a city, right? And so like we had like you know our little house, and then we had like a like a yard, and so I would go out in the yard, and like funny enough, we had like there used to be this like bundle of like trees, like branches that were like in our backyard, and like we used to pretend we were like explorers back there until my mom found out that we were playing in the trees, and and then she was like, there's like insects. And all kinds of there's some snakes and some stuff, and so she was like, "I gotta have it cut down." And I was like, "My jungle! Like, what are you doing?" And so I was like, really upset. But she would take us to like parks and different things, or we'd go downtown and walk like on the little what was it called? Not mezzanine. I'm I'm forgetting the word, but it was like a little path you could walk downtown. We'd go there either like during the winter, see like the Christmas lights or or the holiday lights or different. Um, uh, things like that. So I tried to like get out, you know, where I could. And, but well, mom cut our little jungle down. I'm a little upset, but I, as an adult, I get it now. But as a kid, I was like, no. So <laughs> that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of a thing. So awesome. Now, what got you into science? Were you always intrigued or was there a specific person or event that kind of got you going? Oh, yeah. No. So I feel like I always tell a story, but when I was a kid, I was like, I was like, I'm going to be an accountant, right? And I think I was just like obsessed with money or something like that. I don't know what it was, but only I mentioned like growing up in Hot Springs, I was really close to my grandparents. So it was like an hour and a half drive to like Hope, Arkansas. And so like we'd be driving like down the highway and it's kind of like the backwards part of like Arkansas, like the transition between Hot Springs and Hope. Sometimes you're just driving on the highway and it's just like dark out there. And so I'd always be like interested in like looking at the moon and different stuff. And so my mom was like, oh, she would notice that I was always be like looking at the moon and like staring at the moon. She's like, you seem to be like interested in that. And I was like, I don't know, I guess like it's cool or whatever. And so she actually got me this like telescope, this little like kid telescope from JCPenney when they used to sell stuff like that. Um, and so basically you can only just look at like birds. But I used to take it out on our street and be like, oh, let me look at the moon. Uh, some other stuff or like I can see the stars or something and I like going to like hopefully you can see the moon and, and everything and so I think I've always kind of been interested in science just like natural like curiosity about um science but it was really I had to really thank my mom for being the one to like see that I was interested in astronomy even though because I'm like I'm a first generation student so she never went to college or nothing like that and so like seeing me and like encouraging me to like pursue and they're like we would watch the uh, science channel when it would come on tv and so I would watch like how the universe works and stuff like that my sisters would be jealous or whatever but I was like this is cool mom mama let me watch it like don't be hating or whatever so like she would let me watch she would let me watch that so I really have to thank her for seeing that interest and like encourage me you know when she could and the things she could do for me and even in my my eighth grade yearbook I wrote I wanted to be an astronomer. Well, I said my family would consist of me, so take that with whatever you will. But then I wrote, I wanted my career to be, I wanted to be an astronomer in my eighth grade yearbook. So 
All right. Shout out to mom. You cut down the branches, but we can forgive them. <laughs> right. I, I let it go. You know, she got me to where I am today. So I let the branches go, I guess. So if she hears this episode, I forgive you. It's all good now. It's all, it, it all worked out. It, it all worked out. <laughs> now, when you were in high school, did you end up taking a lot of science classes? I did the the um, international um, baccalaureate or baccalaureate I can't remember the IB program and the and some AP things and so I took funny enough I was like oh I want to do astronomy and the astronomy in a sense is kind of like applied physics essentially but the thing is like so we took biology classes we took chemistry and we also took physics and so like you have the option to like you had to take chemistry and physics and then decide which path you wanted to take but then we all had to also take biology as well the whole time and so I took a chemistry class was like no and so I was like I'm not built for this and so I was like oh like let me do physics and so the funny thing is I struggled so much in my physics classes I was like am I cut out for this like it's kind of hard like I don't know what's going on and I feel like I still struggle with physics to this day but I was like I gotta do it to like do astronomy and like you know whatever and so but yeah we took um I mostly focused on like the physics track of it because those were the class they didn't offer astronomy classes in my high school um and so I mostly focused on like physics classes. I'm glad you said that because I think it's important to mention that you can still have trouble in a subject and pursue it as a career like it does just because you're not naturally gifted at an area doesn't mean that you can't do it in the long run so thank you for that yeah because I mean just like keeping it real or whatever I think I got the AP test I think I got like a two or the the placement test it was like no credit for you and I was like (laughs) That's cool. I'm still going to go get this degree, though. So I still struggle in undergrad, but I got that diploma. Well, my mama got that diploma in her house. So it's just I'm persistent. Just this is the thing. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm like, I'll work harder. I'm not I'm not naturally gifted at this. So I'm yeah. going to have to put in twice as much work. And that's OK. Yeah. Exactly. That's 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 how I, how I am. I'm persistent as heck. So <laughs> So did you do any extracurriculars while you were in high school too? I did. I did a lot. I was like, I don't know how I managed. Because I also worked while I was in, I worked at an arts and crafts store, Michael's. Shout out to them. In high school, I was on the bowling team. Still have my hoodie. I did um, a lot of like volunteer work. Um, I was a part of the key club. I did, we had a Spanish club. And so I took Spanish in high school. So I was part of the Spanish club. And sometimes I would sneak into the French club stuff. Um, Because my sister took French, so I was like, you know, let's do it. And so uh, I did that. I was like in beta club. But I really, I don't know. I was one of the kids that was like doing the most. I was was always doing something. But yeah, I really like, I found that I liked like volunteering and doing like outreach and stuff when I was in high school. And I was like, I actually like, I like doing these things. And I try to still maintain this balance now, but I like don't like doing just school all the time. Because I was like, I got to do something else besides it, whether that's doing like outreach or extracurriculars with my school or something outside of school, craft wise. So I think that that helped me maintain somewhat of a balance between like, oh, homework. I'm like, well, at least I can go do this, this other thing. I know this other thing's coming and it like makes me happy. So that's part of the reason why I always did so many things. 
Yeah, awesome. It gives you a little break, you know, when you get bored of one thing, it's like, it's okay, because I have Key Club after this. (laughs) Exactly. Or we got a bowling match. So it was, it was things like that. Because I was like, I know I can't do like soccer or basketball. I'm gonna run out of breath. And so that's why I did. (laughs) That's I can do bowling. It's like you throw a ball and then you walk away. So that's one of the (laughs) reasons why I was like, bowling is where I can reside. You're actually the third person I've interviewed who joined the bowling team or club at their high school. So it's like a common, it's more common than I thought. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to bowling. <laughs> so when did you end up graduating? Oh man, I'm gonna give away my age. It's 2011. Oh my God, was it? Oh yes, it was. 2011. I just had my 10 year high school anniversary and I was like, it's been 10 years already. Anyway, it's 2011. It goes by quick, it does. It, it does. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> and we don't stop aging. We haven't invented that technology yet. So it is what it um, is. Yep, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> so what did you end up doing after you graduated high school? So after high school, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I went straight to um, college, to undergraduate. Yeah, it was. I didn't really take like any time off or um, none of that stuff. So I went, I went straight to, to college. Okay. And where did you end up going? I went, so I stayed in Arkansas. I went to the school, the, the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, which is like an hour away from Hot Springs, 45 minutes if you're going fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one, what did you end up majoring in? And two, how was your overall experience at the University of Arkansas? Okay. So what had happened was this. I was like, okay, I want to major in astronomy. And I got there. And they were like, we don't have an astronomy major. I was like, okay, that's cool. All right. I want a minor in it. They was like, no, nah, we don't really got that either. And I'm like, why is he listening to both though? And he was like, okay, astronomy is, is nothing more than applied physics. And I was like, okay, physics it is. And so I majored in physics. And I'm not going to lie, it was, it was tough. Like the material itself this is a very hard subject. Well, I mentioned before, it's not something that comes to me naturally. It was also tough in the fact that I was one of the only women there and I was one of the only black women in my department. So it was, she was rough. I, I dealt with a lot of like sexism, massage noir, a lot of racism from my peers and some of my um, professors. So I wind up, it was tough because I feel like physics is not, especially physics like undergrad, like you're, I don't, I don't think you're meant to like do homeworks by yourself. It's not really feasible. And so, but I spent a lot of time doing homework by myself because when I would work in groups, like I would be like uncomfortable or folks wouldn't really listening to like the input um, that I have. Even when we worked in groups, someone like took my credit for like how I saw the thing, like to the professor next day in class. And I was like, oh, we rolling like this. Uh, A lot of times I would get like harassed, like when I went to the department. And so sometimes I would like stop going to class. So I was like, I don't want to deal with it today. I was like, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to deal with it, which made it really hard to be there. But like, I was able to find and like do like other people. I started going to the tutoring center. Um, and so I met someone there, a black man named Mr. William. And like, he would help me uh, with my physics. And eventually I started tutoring in the center, like other, other students. But I think, I think that's what really like helped me keep my like head above water was like having that external person like outside the department or I would like, Sometimes I'd be in the department late at night with my friends, like running experiments or like working on homework, but they would just be like keeping me company 
type thing. So it's like working with my peers, it's it, it's really hard and it's like exhausting. I'm already exhausted. And I don't want to like deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to deal with this other external stuff that's completely unnecessary. And so it was a ride. It was a wave. It was a wave. Oh, I bet. Right. You're like the material is already hard enough, ladies and gentlemen. I don't need all that extra nonsense. Right. Right. I was like, I don't need all this. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I want to work on this homework assignment and I want to go home. But unfortunately, it just wasn't like that. And that was just my reality in, in undergrad. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I made it out. You know, I that's part of the reason why I want to try to stay in this field and like help mentor and other other folks, especially like other like students of color, other black students. And it's for them to, so they're not, won't feel like. I felt like so like alienated and and stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. And that's it's my, one of my drivers to try to like stay and help, help change the field, whatever form that takes. So we'll see. Well, yeah. And it's very much needed, obviously. So I'm right. glad somebody's willing to do it. <laughs> giant, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. Talk to me in five, five, six years. I have a different story for you. <laughs> So did you do any extracurriculars while you were there too? I what did I do? I'm trying to remember because that was like a minute ago. Um so part when I first got into undergrad, I actually came in on a service um scholarship. It's called the Chancellor's Leadership Corps. And so um part of the things that we were required to do like community service work. So I did a lot of stuff um, with them. And then the next year you could like sign up to be a mentor to incoming freshmen. So I was a mentor in the program my sophomore and junior year. And so part of the thing for being a mentor is like you have to come up with your own community service things. And so I was like, can I do that involves like nature? And so I, I found this place called Pinnacle Mountain um, State Park. And so we would go and we would like clean up the litter and stuff or like refurbish an outside bench. Um, so we got to like climb the mountain and like clean it up. So I was like, it's a workout and the mountain's getting clean and I can do something with my Saturday. So, so it was like, you know, three birds, one stone type thing. So I did that. And then as I got more comfortable, because outreach, outreach is fun, but it's also kind of a scary thing, especially when it's like outreach, like in my like field. Um, and so I'm always, always, there's always this fear that I like don't know what I'm talking about. And so like when I was like, God, and even, even now I'm still like, ah, I don't know, like if I'm doing this right. But I started doing like physics outreach, like physics demos or some different things like that for the physics department. Because my advisor was like, will you do this? Because it was, it was like a girls in STEM type thing. I was like, of course he's going to ask me. I was like, well, only women like <laughs> majors. And this thing, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so I was scared to death. I still get scared, like, doing demos. I was like, I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, so I did things like that. And I also worked at a, a science museum, um, the Museum of Discovery, uh, while I was in undergrad and other odd jobs. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to pay, pay to survive. Right. I had to eat. <laughs> I mean, I was on meal plan, but we all know that food's not the best. So I was like, if I want to eat something else, I got to have money to do that. Oh, yeah. So did you do any undergraduate research while you are there, too? Yeah, so are you, like, familiar with, like, the McNair Scholars Program? So, like, the McNair, uh, for, for folks that aren't, like, familiar with the McNair Scholars Program, it's a program designed for, like, underrepresented minorities or historically marginalized folks as a way to, like, introduce you 
to research um, to help you like with your like transition into grad school to help you like the the goal is to like go to grad school. And so I didn't when I was an undergrad, like I didn't know about REUs or research experience for undergraduates. And so I did the McNair Scholars Program. And so I did uh, research with a couple of folks. One was like on exoplanets, which are like planets that orbit stars other than our sun. And so they're basically outside of the solar system. And so I also did research on um, meteorites. And so it was, I liked it because I was like actually like getting to like cold something that like came outside of the earth and run analysis on it. I just think there, it was my first really introduction to like research. And so I've, I've always had a special place in my heart for meteorites. So that's, that's what that's what I worked on. I did a couple of small research projects in, in undergrad, but I feel like when I got to grad school, like I realized that people did like these REUs and I was like, oh, well, I didn't know about it. By the time I knew about it, like I really didn't get into any. And so I was just like, oh, it is what it is. I mean, I still got some research experience in, but not the same as like my peers and different different things like that. Oh, yeah. I hadn't heard about REUs till I started interviewing people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had. Yeah, it's I had no idea. Like it just is not something that was like, I think was like advertised to me and like undergraduate. And I was like, oh, like, and I was like, and then I didn't know that you get paid for it. Like you get paid for REUs and it's like depending on the field and everything, like they'll pay to like, like in astronomy, for example, like they'll pay for you to get there and then they'll provide you like housing and a stipend. And then some REUs also pay for you to attend a conference afterwards to present your research. And so you can get paid to do research. And I was like, I didn't know about this in undergrad. And I was like, well, Live and learn. Maybe in my next life, I'll come back. It's like a caterpillar or something at an RU, and I'll learn some stuff from the wall or something. So, <laughs> so we'll see. That's what I said because somebody, I think the first person who mentioned it to me, I was just nodding. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then after the interview, I googled it, and I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? This is a thing. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a thing, and it's some of them are like really nice, and so I'm like, man. So when did you end up graduating from undergrad? It was 20, when was it? 20, 2015? Yes. 2015 in December. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Which was seven years ago at this point. Sheesh. <laughs> Time flies. So what did you end up doing after you finished? So I took an extra semester to finish because I'd like, um, I needed that extra time and so I wanted I had gotten into like a, a graduate school and I was like what am I gonna do on the spring so for the spring I, I, I continued working at the uh, Museum of Discovery in the capital in Little Rock Arkansas so I kept um, working and then I would um, I started going more they had this like this mobile science museum kind of where kids could play like the games and learn about science things so I started going on like trips to that because I had more time because I wasn't in school but then the summer before I started graduate school I I um because you know I, I like national parks and I saw there was like this mosaics and science internship program which is designed to help people that are like underrepresented work more like with the national park service because there's a problem with like um folks of color 
um, working, like actually being a part, like working in the, the parks. So that's what the internship was designed for. And I was like, oh, like I forgot how I found out about it. Maybe an email because I was still getting emails from a listserv from um, University of Arkansas Little Rock. And I was like, oh, this ain't got nothing to do with me. And I was like, well, let me check anyway. And then I saw that they had a position for a night sky's assistant. And I was like, I don't really know the night sky like that, but like, I like, like astronomy. I'm about to go to school for astronomy. I like it. And so it was at this national park, Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. So I applied for the job, got it. And then so I, I went up to, to Michigan for the summer and worked there as a night sky assistant, like doing astronomy programming, like outreach, um, they call it interpretation. And then also kind of doing the inventory of the lights for the park. Um, because I wanted to apply to be an international dark sky park, which is like really renowned for its dark skies because the night sky is considered a natural resource. And so I, I, I did that. And so I got to explore nature through astronomy programs. Like, it's perfect. I, I had a, I was like, this is great. So well, yeah, that, that's kind of what I did to fill the time up between when I went to my first graduate school after I graduated. Cool. And how did you decide on um, going to Ohio State for your graduate school? experience were you looking at other programs were you dead set on going there what was the process like for you yeah so the funny story is well it's not really funny but the interesting story is that um i was actually a grad student at another school um in texas in austin got there you know i never did an reu and so i was like oh okay like i'm, I'm here to learn i'm gonna learn i'm gonna get my phd terrible experience I had a non-supportive advisor. The department didn't support me. So at the quals process, they like mastered me out of the out of the program. So I'd be very vocal about it on Twitter. And so now, and so I'm gonna start listing names, but not in this podcast episode, but I'm gonna have a book one day. Anyway, so I got mastered out of the program there. It was it was it was a really tough time for me. It was there, I did not have a good time. And so I was like, okay, like they decided this wasn't the place to me, but I still want to get my PhD. And astronomy, like, just as you said, you don't think that I'm cut out for this, basically, don't mean that I'm not. And so, you know, it, it took a lot. It took a lot at the time for me to, like, pick myself up and, like, apply for school. So I was so burnt out. I was so just emotionally, physically, mentally drained from, like, dealing with all the stuff in the department. And so I applied to a few places, and one of the places that I got into was here at the Ohio State um, University. It just it just worked out that way, and so I came here. I was like very hesitant. I was like, "Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do another repeat of what I went through at my. I can't do it again." <laughs> so I was like very like weary of like picking an advisor. There are people like in the department, like Dr. Laura Lopez who works here, who like knew what I went through at my previous school um, and has always been very supportive of me and different things that unfortunately wasn't like this like linear, easy breezy path that my path has happened to be really difficult from external folks to, you know, feel like you don't belong in these spaces. And so they treat you, fortunately treat you accordingly for how they feel. So, but you know, I'm persistent. (laughs) I'm persistent. I shouldn't have, it shouldn't have to be that way, but I don't, I don't give up very easily. So it's just, it's just one of those, it was one of those things. So we know what, I'm glad you are where you are now because (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I'm glad they mastered you out because you did not need to stay there any longer than you were. Right. I was like thinking about, I was like, man, they really did me dirty. 
because they were like, oh, you passed, you passed. And I was like, why can't I stay here? They were like, oh, insert XXX reasons why I can't get my PhD here. And I was thinking, I think back and I'm like, oh, if I had stayed there, if I had managed to stay there, they had like, let me advance to candidacy, I would have been like miserable. I would have been miserable even when I had changed environments, like the culture and environment of where I used to be at was like not a very healthy one. And so it's like, even if I had changed advisors to someone that was like more supportive, it's like just being in that like environment would have been a bust. So, uh, you know, it, it all like is working out in the end, but I just, I keep mentioning like part of the reason like I want to stay in the field and other things. It's like, this shouldn't, it's, it's like, I ran into too many people with similar stories, too many black people with similar stories. And I'm like, why we got this similar story? I don't like this. I don't like this bus. And so I don't want us to keep having like bonding, trauma bonding over these similar stories. I don't like that for us. Like I want to bond over panese or some or some mac and cheese or something like that. Not trauma. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it shouldn't be like that. And I don't know what we got to do or whatever, but something got to change. So oh, yeah, definitely. So when did you start your program at OSU? 2019. So I'll be a fourth year. Oh my gosh. So I've been, I'm a fourth year now. Uh, time is, it's really gone by. It's really gone by fast. But yeah, I got here in 2019. And then the panini hit. <laughs> I don't think I've heard anybody call. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to me for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> sorry. So I call it, I gotta call it that Panasonic pepperoni <laughs> pizza, Panic at the Disco, whatever you got. The panoramic. The panoramic. <laughs> <laughs> it hit. Okay, so would you mind going over the thesis work you're currently doing for your PhD? Yeah. So right right now I kind of do two different things. So the first thing I, I work on is like searching for potential biosignatures or um, potential signs of life in exoplanet atmospheres. And so I'm interested in a certain molecule called um, ammonia or NH3. And so I'm interested in seeing whether telescopes like next generation um, telescopes like um, JWST or things like the Twinkle Space Mission will be able to detect this molecule if it's present in the atmosphere and like at what levels, how do the impact of like, so we have clouds here on earth and there are theorized clouds to be on exoplanet atmosphere. So it's like, what impact does clouds have on these like detections? Cause they're pretty, but they can block stuff. And so I'm interested in, in that, different things like that, as far as when it comes to exoplanets. And I'm also work with Dr. and my advisor, Dr. G Wong here at OSU. And I also work with Dr. Jackie Faraday at the American Museum of Natural History doing work on brown dwarf research, which are brown dwarfs are like these really interesting objects. They're like more massive than planets, but they're not quite as massive as like stars, like low mass stars. So they don't really fuse like hydrogen into helium, like an energy source like the sun does. And so there's questions about like, how do they form? And if they're like real or lower mass and they're like, they can have similar features in the atmosphere to like planets. And so they're really interesting things to question about like how they form and what place like do they have like, in the universe and how similar are they to like gas giants like jupiter like planets so that's kind of the things that i'd like work on i hope i explained that okay but those are the things i i work on these like they're called like substellar star like objects type thing in the broad category 
No, you did great because I actually understood what you were talking about, which is saying something because I have no background in astrology. <laughs> Yay! Sorry, I'm glad. That, okay, I was like, oh my god, I got nervous. Like, I was, oh, I explained this in a very like understandable manner. So cool, cool. Yay! You did a great job. Thanks. <laughs> so, what's one short-term goal you have for yourself, and one long-term? And these can be personal or career-related, whatever you want to discuss. Um, short-term goals. So. Like and we kind of talked about like I like to do things outside of school. So one of my short term things, excuse me, is that I want to like because I, I I pick I try to pick up like artsy crafts, and so I want to continue working. I started doing like watercolor paintings, but I was using like watercolor pens, and so I want to try to like learn how to mix and do the colors with like the paint. So that's like <laughs> short term outside of school that I want to work on, and so. I guess more short term as far as relating to like school is I'm going to get more into brown dwarf research. I mean, I'm working on a project currently, um, but I want to help sh- like shape like my thesis, like dissertation work to be like around brown dwarfs. This stuff. I've been doing a lot of biosignature stuff, but questions is like brown dwarf stuff. So that's kind of like a short term goal. I'm laying the foundation, so it's getting there. And then long term, I don't want to be broke. I want to have like a, a stable like career and I work with like Black and Astro which is like to help increase the representation of like of us and like space related fields so I want to like short term and long term I want to like continue my work with Black and Astro which was founded by Ashley and Delia Walker give her her flowers um and so I want to continue work with that and either like you know go into a postdoc or either academia we'll see how that goes or work at like a space science center or something like my main thing is I want to like do research and mentor black and other underrepresented um, students like in astronomy so whatever whatever direction that takes it will be there it's not for me I used to be like academia or bust but like it really ain't gotta be (laughs) it really ain't gotta be like that for me no more so I just whatever I think I figured out like what I want to do and like I don't think I have to be in academia to do that but I'm trying to prepare myself, like, in graduate school for, like, whatever career pathways, like, it may take. Awesome. We like an open mind. That's good. Right. I, I, I try to be. It's taking me a lot to, like, get here. So I was like, oh, because that's what they treat you and train you that it's academia or bust. And so I was like, I'm just, a, like, a product of, like, this, like, machine that told me, like, it's either academia or bust. But I was like, break for the mold. Unleash from the matrix machine. But it, it, is, it is hard to break that mold that has been ingrained in you that this is where your career path should take or you somehow not succeeded or something like that. So it's a hard thing to, to grapple with. Oh, yeah, I agree. I was the same. I was like, it's academia or bust. And now I'm like, who's going to pay me? Why <laughs> exactly? Where's the bag? <laughs> where I want to go. <laughs> Period. <laughs> So has the current pandemic had an effect on your work so far? Yes, it has. This this panini <laughs> keeps paniniing. <laughs> so the thing is, I feel like I was a little different in my peers that because I'd already been a previous grad student. Like I kind of like went through like round one already. So it wasn't like, you know, we, we got here and like we was back at the house in like five months, <laughs> five, six months. We was all back back at the house, sitting here staring at the paint dry or or whatever. And so I kind of like had experience aggressive before then, but it was hard because like an undergrad, I was like, okay, let me take these math classes virtually. 
didn't work out. Got half in the class, had to redo it. And I was like, let me go in person. I got humbled real quick. I'm not a virtual learner. Let me go back in this classroom and learn. And so with the pandemic, it was like, oh, we're online, online. It's Zoom University. And so getting adjusted to that, but like, you know, I was like, y'all, I got to Zoom and do homework. I know we can't go to each other's house, but like, I got, we got to make the Zoom thing work. So like, it was an adjustment and different things like that. So it was, it was really hard. Um, and, and it still is, but because all of a sudden I needed seven naps a day when I was in my room. And so I had to get a desk from Ikea and like build it. Cause I was like, oh, let me do homework on my bed. And I was like, wait a minute. I wake up and it's two hours later. And I was like, I need a desk. Like I need, I, I learned things about myself that I was like, oh, okay. So it just took, you know, it was a, a an adjustment. So. Oh yeah. That was me on my couch. I'm like, I'll just sit on my couch and my couch is a recliner. So I put my feet up, be laying back. I'm like, all right, let me read this paper real quick. Knocked out five minutes later. <laughs> right, the five minutes later. And I feel like, no, but also no one talks about, I had a lot of anxiety when they were like, okay, you can start coming back into the office a little bit. And even me, I'm a, I'm a pretty introverted person. I was like, the anxiety of A, like having to be around people. Cause like when I'm done, like, I mean, when we done on here, like I'm gonna hit like the end button and then that's it. But like, there's no end button in person. And so it was like getting readjusted to being around people again and like having to be on and, and all that stuff. Like that was like, that was also an adjustment as we slowly like started coming back in the office too. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I got to make small talk because you're sitting right next to me now. You're not, you're not on the screen up there. You're right. Like, you're physically right here. Right. I'm like, you're not a black square? Like black rectangle? What, what is this? So that was also an adjustment. So I know you've discussed this a little bit, but um, as a Black woman in your chosen field, what has your experience been like so far? I feel like, what's a good analogy? I'm trying to think, like, it's been rough. I can't sit up here and lie. So it's been a um, feel the daisies because it hasn't. Um, it's, it's been rough. There's been a lot of people that, you know, they they perceive you to be a certain way. Or if you struggle, then it's like they chalk it up to like, oh, Black people might not just be good at science or things like that. And it was like, no, I'm just struggling because it's, A, it's hard. You're not giving me the support I need. And I don't have the tools or know about the tools to help make this easier for me. There's so many things compounded. Anyway, I could go on my soapbox forever, but I know we ain't got all the time for that. But it's it's been it's been a challenge. Um, but I'm I'm really happy to see when I discovered like black and STEM and black and Astro, the black and X, things like these different like having these different like support systems like come online and either and even Twitter as nasty as it can be like I found a lot of like support and like found other black people in this field like on Twitter and so I was like hey and then like just seeing other people be like we out here you know what I'm saying like we doing this stuff so like having these like different movements and like these different things like that and like helping to like build community I think has like been really helpful um for me I just wish I had like had things like this when I was in an undergrad because I I didn't have I didn't until I went to my first my first experience as a grad student I had never had another black woman in astronomy like taking a class with them and I was like I know we exist where are we you know so it's been like just like not having representation and and different things it's like it's been hard I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I can't give like a quantitative like number like this whatever bad but like it's been I think having final support systems has been like helpful so I agree that was like I would say my experience was pretty similar because I never 
to this day, honestly, I have never met a black PI in person. Mm-hmm. And my current PI, she was like, you need to join Twitter. Your science Twitter's where it's at, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. And finally I did. And like, thank God I did because I was like, there's a whole world of black people with them on Twitter. And there's so many. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been missing out on this for years. And I wish I would have discovered it like in undergrad. I would have had it in undergrad because I felt so alone. Right. The only one. And I was like, this can't be, this can't be true. This can't. Right. This can't be it. This ain't it. I don't like it. <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, so. And then I was like, yeah, I found out people. So I used to work at Penn and I found out there were people at Penn. And I was like, I'm going to walk around this campus for years. Where have you been? Right. <laughs> Hold up a sign. A sign or something. Send out the beacon. <laughs> Where's the community meeting? A lake. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm like, you were right up the street. I didn't know this whole time. You were right up the street. exactly but you know the more you know the more you grow so it's it's nice for us like at fun and as it's like communities i think it's 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 so important so other than mr williams have you had any other notable black mentors who either had a positive or negative effect on your experience i'm trying to think like the the sad thing is i haven't had any other black folks like astronomy or or uh or physics, um, because I think it's still less than 30. Um, there are different places that keep count, but I think there are less than, total in like the United States, there are less than like 30 black women with PhDs in astronomy, less than 30 ever. And so I've never like worked with or had like any like black mentors like in, in astronomy. Yeah, so it's like, sorry, I don't really have like, I don't have an answer to that question because I haven't had any, but hopefully... You know, I'm hoping things will, will change in the in the future or like maybe someday like I can be a mentor and then someone or something like that. So no one will have I want everyone to have an answer to this question. There it should not have an answer. And so yeah, that that's my non answer answer. No, that was that was an answer. That was a good answer. <laughs> yeah. It's sad reality. I can't believe it's just 30. Like, that is wild. That's absolutely wild to me. Yeah, it is wild. I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Tomatoes. Bricks. (laughs) (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Brick, bricks. (laughs) That's like hearing the stories of, like, people who are the first black man or woman or non-binary person to graduate with their PhD in this field from this institution. I'm like, it is 2022. Why are you the first? Right. We still have a first. Why? Why? We know why. But still, why? (laughs) I don't like it. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Bricks. And that's really like these programs, like you really never thought this was a problem? That this is your first black person? Really? (laughs) Period. Like, come on, y'all. Y'all did nothing look weird. Mm-hmm. Y'all knew something was up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> so, what are three pieces of advice you'd give to someone who's interested in pursuing a similar path as you? Okay, someone told me this advice, and so I was just regurgitated. But someone told me that, like, especially like with like grad school or even undergraduate research, it's more important. Um, unfortunately, I had to learn this hard way. It's more important. To work with someone, even if their research is slightly different from what you were initially interested in, and they're like a good person and a good mentor, than to work with someone that does exactly what you want to do, but is a terrible person. 
and is not a good mentor to you. It, it's not worth it because the research ain't going nowhere. It, it's not worth it. It's more important for you to work with someone that, that's invested in uplifting and supporting you as a person and as a scientist than someone that's just like, oh, they're just a worker bee type thing. So that's, that's a hill I will die on. And second, it's like, you know, you belong in this field. Like, don't let nobody, like, tell you, like, you don't belong. Don't let them convince you. Don't let them gaslight you into thinking that you're, you know, that you don't um, belong there. And that that's my other thing. Like, don't listen. They lying. <laughs> and so, and I guess third, like, if you want to do it, like, do the thing. Like, do it. It's like, you know, there's far too few of us in these fields, but like, that don't mean, like, we're not supposed to be here type thing. So that's, like, that's my advice. And, like, find find good mentors and people that are, 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 like, on your team that are speaking, hopefully speaking your name when you're not in the room. So I listed four or five things, but they were kind of encompassing through. But, yeah, that, that I think those are, like, my piece of advice. And, like, and if you can, you have the resources, like, Take care of like your mental health and different things like that because that's that's really important. It took me far too long to invest myself in my mental health part of because I didn't have the resources, but now I have some resources to do to do that. And so like you know, if you can have the capacity and the monetary things, like invest in like therapy or different uh, things like that. It's you can go before something before it explodes. Yes, yes, <laughs> type the thing. preventative the preventative care. That's what I call it. Yeah, preventative, <laughs> preventative, preventative. So you go to the dentist or whatever for your tooth fallout. Same thing for your mind and your health, and your mental health, and everything. So, I think I'm I'm gonna stop there. Those are the things I can immediately like think of right now. So that was all great advice. I actually really <laughs> related to the um, essentially choosing the right mentor. So choosing someone who is the better mentor versus the big name because I feel like I've had both. I've had someone who was you know, renowned or well-known and had a good amount of funding. And then I had another PI who genuinely cared about my success and my happiness. And one experience obviously was a lot better than the other. Exactly. So. Period. So I, that's the hill. I will, one of the hills I will die on. So I mean, mm-hmm. to each their own. Some people really value that name. And if you can tolerate being in an environment that may be toxic for that reputation, if that's what matters most to you, then do you. But at the end of the day, I care more about my happiness than that. So I'm going to choose the right mentor. Exactly. Yeah. If something right, it ain't right. I learned the hard way too. Maybe they didn't mean it. They meant it. (laughs) They, 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 the little whatever, the little, the little progression, they, they, they meant that. Oh yeah. So that was actually all the questions I had for you today. So if you're willing, would you mind sharing your social media information or your email or both for anyone who wants to reach out with questions? Uh, yeah. So I think probably the way thing people can communicate with me is like through email or like Twitter. And so first I'll start with Twitter. So I don't have a cool Twitter name. It's just at Caprice Phillips. I know. I'm just failing at astronomy names. That's easy to find, though. No, we like that. Simple, <laughs> straight to the point. We know who it is. Yes. <laughs> right. So and you can also uh, email me. I guess I'll, my, I have it on my website on the thing, but you can um, email me at, like, my my school email. It's just, like, phillips um, with two L's, dot one six two two at osu.edu. If you have questions about research or, or anything, I'll 
do my stance, you can also DM, DM me on, on Twitter. I will hopefully like we'll see it and everything. You can also email me as well. So. Perfect. And you said you did you have a website? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. You could shout that out too. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah. What's the, it's so I got it's Caprice Ash no, not Caprice, Caprice Phillips dot github dot io. Have to look it up. Perfect. I will include yeah. that. I will include all that in the episode description. So people will be able to find it there too. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Perfect. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I just, I just, I had a great time. It was nice talking to you. You're a cool and chill person to talk to. And I hope the podcast is it's really cool and really nice. So shout out to you. That's all I got. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> And there you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Black in Science. I want to take the time to thank Caprice once again for participating as a guest on the show. If you enjoyed listening to her story and want to continue following her journey, make sure you check out all of her social media pages and her website. I'll be sure to include all of her information in the episode's description. If you're interested in staying up to date with the latest Black in Science content, feel free to follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore B-I-S and on Instagram at Black and Signs, where I'll be posting regular updates on the release of new episodes every other Monday. Lastly, if you're interested in participating as a guest on the show, just send me an email at bisthepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for all of your love and support, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one.